Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 47, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy there is Rob Jelly, the Jelly Man. Kapow! Wobble, 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 wobble. I think I'm ready for this journey. I think I'm this Nobody is, especially at four in the morning. No. Talking of your, your uh, BBC show. Hi. Um, so I tuned in mm. and heard you... Say, can blah 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 please come to uh, the Jed Shepherd Memorial Lounge? Staff announcement could Sonia Watson and Ben Fryer make their way to the Jed Shepherd Memorial Lounge, please? That's Sonia Watson and Ben Fryer to the Jed Shepherd Memorial Lounge, please. Didn't think you would, but you've done it, so I that's told you uh, I would do it. Complete completion, like, um, I feel like there should be a challenge weekly now. <laughs> I feel like okay. there should almost be like a weekly challenge. I'll, I'll think of one by the end of it, okay? Even if it is just like the name of the uh, place that yeah. they have to go uh, to. How about you just name the studio <laughs> okay. for? What would be the Friday morning? Okay. So we record this on a Thursday night, yeah. generally, sometimes other nights, but generally it's Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about you sort of, you give me a name for the studio that I'm going to call uh, okay. the Breakfast Hosts to for I'll tomorrow's show. F- I'll figure it out by the end of the, of the right. show. Right, okay. okay, that sounds like a good uh, How's the week been in general, though? Other than, yeah, really. I'm really excited you've got a mention. Your <laughs> Memorial radio. Lounge got a mention <laughs> yeah. on the radio. But you forget I've been on that radio station. You have. So, like, you have very much You been guys on had like an hour of me talking about rubbish. Um... Uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah, I've yeah. just been doing my usual creative stuff, um, uh, writing uh, another draft of uh, this film that I'm going to direct. First time directing something. Well, I guess I've directed a few little things, but this is uh, something big. Um, I've been meaning to talk to you about this, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, I was just wondering if perhaps, you know, because like, we're pals and all that, I <laughs> yeah, wonder if I yeah. could like, tap you up for like, a little extra role. You can, de- yeah, can definitely be in it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind if I get killed off quite quickly. That's fine I, by me. I've got, actually... You can be a zombie I, if quite, you want. I'm quite good at falling over. You can right. Is it his? his do you, you can either be. Yeah. How good are you at dancing? Oh, mate. Honestly, have you not seen the moves? But this has to be like. I have um, got the moves like Jagger. Okay, you can either be uh, a dancer in the musical scene. Oh, mate, that's it. You don't even have to pitch yeah. the ideas to me. You could be a, and this is giving away loads of spoilers. You could be a martial artist, um, or you could be a zombie. And this is giving loads away for what happens in this film, but yeah. No, it's not. All that stuff happens. No, it's not. We still have to glue the three things together in your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm up for doing anything, man. I'm, okay. I, I kind of like the sound of the musical dancing bit. I could okay. be well up for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Okay, I'm trying to, yeah. You can do that. Okay. Either that or um, there's lots of, play, lots of bits, because it's set in a cinema where you can be a cinema patron doing stuff like... Bang a machine or could sweep like, up, mate. I could be just sweeping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You could be, you could be working there. Uh, a popcorn listen, stand. Yeah. I'm flexible. I'm, okay. I'm happy to do whatever, whatever you need. But if, yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome stuff. Okay. Because I've never done anything like that. Have you not? Of all the silly, crazy stuff I've ever done, I've never done. Have filming. you never been in a film? No, I've never been in a film or television show or anything. Okay, that's interesting. I've, I've been in a, I've been in a TV studio for like a recording of a show. Yeah. Once. Okay. And that was a Jonathan Ross show many moons ago when yeah, it was on the yeah, BBC. Yeah. yeah. So that's oh. literally the only time I've ever been. On the telly, as it were, okay. if you want to call it that. Well, you're going to be on on set. Brilliant! Then. I like it's a deal. it. Excellent, super stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, now, I'm, I must. Have admit, you like, been? I'm good. Now, yeah. by the time people hear this, yeah, I'll have done my sports challenge. Um, so it sort of it, it crept up and sort of appeared and 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 
I have no idea. So we're recording this a few days before I actually do it. Yeah. But you won't hear it until afterwards. So explain exactly what you're doing again. So the long and short of it was I wanted to try and demonstrate how many sports there really are and how, and, <laughs> and how you can compete in them all. Yeah. Right. So I put together a... A sports day, as it Sounds were. Sounds like hard work, Rob. Mate, it really you is. This. It really is hard work. <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun to do a load of crazy sports in a day. Yeah. yeah? Have uh-huh. a lot of fun, drive around, try a load of stuff out. Sounds it'd legit. Kind of yeah. cool, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not didn't really think about the logistics or the organisational side of it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, how about we do a thing? And, I, and then so the boss sort of went, yeah, okay, we'll put a few calls in, see if you can set a few things up and then get the ball rolling and we'll go from there. Uh-huh. Slowly but surely, phone calls kept going in, emails kept being sent and... Yeah, it then became a thing. And I was like, oh, I have to do this now. <laughs> so, yeah, by the time you hear this, I'll have done it and uh, I'll have exhausted myself, no end. And um, can you reveal what, some of the stuff that you're doing? Uh, yes, All in one so day live on the radio? I started it um, in a swimming pool doing synchronised swimming. Yeah. Uh, I also was taught how to do some mermaid swimming. I wow. then went on to a gym to do weightlifting. Okay. Uh, and then went on to a sports centre to do a bit of climbing, a bit of fencing. Yeah. Uh, a bit of corf ball. Have you heard what corf ball is? I, I don't know. It's like a disease you get. Yeah, it's basically. We've got a uh, bit of corf ball at yeah, the moment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just swim, swim, the way my trousers kind of sit. <sighs> bit of corf ball. Oh, that's painful, isn't it? You need cream for that. Sort, yeah. uh, you can look corf ball up. That's very fun. Uh, I played real tennis. Yeah, as opposed like the, to fictional it, tennis. Yeah, as opposed to fictional tennis, yeah. where you just basically... It's like the Wii, so it's the opposite of the Wii tennis, yeah? <laughs> you just pretend. Uh, I did a bit of gymnastics, played a bit of football, a bit of rugby. I went skiing wow. on a dry ski slope. Uh, I did a bit of kayaking. I played, this is crazy. played netball against yeah. uh, quite a good team, yeah. um, a ladies' team, so mm-hmm. they're all giants around me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm only, like, quite short, really. So it was about 15 hours. And by the time this will go, you would have broadcast this in stages across uh, the yeah, day on, yeah. on BBC uh, Radio Essex. To, yeah, if you, if you listen back on the iPlayer, you can go back to... If you go to the BBC Essex homepage online, you can go to the iPlayer page. Just listen back to the Wednesday, the 21st of March. And basically, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in every show throughout the day. It's, it's like Including national... my own. So I got in, I start my show at four, <laughs> then leave the studio at five, and then started at six. It's National Rob Jelly Day, basically. It's basically. The BBC. 21st of March will now be known as Rob Sports Day. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Next year, there'll be more mentalness, no doubt. Um, so, wow, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to sort of sit down in a studio, uh-huh. smile and relax and chill and watch some TV. Wow. And blimey, the TV we've watched this week, talk about Trip Down Nostalgia Lane. Some yeah. of these are the oldest shows we've done. I think so, yeah. 60s. Other than the Twilight Zone and yeah, maybe was... Doctor Who. It's around the same time, wasn't it? It's very much some of the earliest stuff we've done on the pilot. Yeah. So um, shall we crack on? Let's crack on. Um... All right, well, I went first this week, as you okay. did so last week, and uh, my choice this week was the animated show, The Jetsons. <laughs> Jelly. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Co-host Jed. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, me, Jed Shepherd. Oh, that's good, yeah, yeah. He's like- pal Jelly. <laughs> uh, it's great, and, and do you know what? I um, We'll talk about this in the other show as well, but um, I'm really pleased that this actually had the theme tune mm-hmm. that I... I know and love. Expected, yeah. Right at the start of episode one. Would be good, wouldn't it, if that was across the board. Well, yeah, we've found this with many shows, though, haven't we? That, yeah. you know, sometimes they don't always have that 
iconic theme tune yep. right at the start of the first episode. Sometimes it's not even in the first episode. No, no. Um, in fact, we'll talk about more of that the other show. show yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great opening credit sequence. Iconic. Um, it, it, do you know what? And I'll say again, I'll, I'll say this with the other show we're doing this week. You can see how many shows since the 60s have nicked this concept of this introduce you to the family. Yeah. Especially when Within it's a the family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think many of them probably introduce them by name. True. Quite like the Jetsons do. Yeah. But there's a lot of that sort of, here they are all in together, they're in a, and then they're um, flying saucer. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they call them flying saucers in the show. <laughs> Um, and so you get, you know, here's George Jetson, bang, and then it goes. His um, his wife Judy. Yeah, he, no, he's because no, uh, his daughter his, Judy. His, no, his son, his son Elroy. Elroy. Uh, Elroy gets dropped off at the uh, sort of junior school. Yeah, his yeah, daughter yeah. Judy, who gets yeah. dropped off at the high school, and then um, public school. And yeah, and then his wife it. Jane, who goes shopping, yeah. um, and then <laughs> he takes he, all his money. Yeah, takes all his money, and then he ends up at work. And yeah. you know, it's how he sort of arrives at an office with a sort of round desk yeah. uh, and he sat behind it and he's basically a button pusher yeah. for a big conglomerate company um, very much like a particularly yellow family that we've talked about in the past yeah, yeah that's right Pug a very Wolf. funny yeah, <laughs> or a very funny Griffin family that we talked about in Family Guy yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many comparisons um, I mean, it's nice to see some of the origins of them yeah I mean well this show and the other show that we're going to speak about later they're all kind of based on on, on, on a couple of 50s sitcoms um, like the Honeymooners, um, it's one of the big ones where you kind of see the the family dynamics that have been oft repeated forevermore. Where you have the father, who's the kind of like brash one, then you've got the suffering wife, then you've got the two kids and or one kid. Um, and because before, um, I mean, this this obviously came out in uh, well, twenty third of September, nineteen sixty two. Sixty two is it? Sixty two. So it's only just after the next show. We'll, yeah. we'll come on to that afterwards, but. Um, Personally, I, I really, really like this. Not as much as I liked the show that I'm presenting. All right. But I thought it was really good. And do you know what? Like, the jokes come thick and fast. They do not stop with the jokes. It's really yeah. clever. I, you know, you have to keep remembering this is 1962 that we saw this first. Yeah. So this was being, this was probably made somewhere early 62. Yeah. Um, right at the very start, you get a scene where uh, Jane is in the house and she's um, looks like she's just woken up, tired. She's going to she's gonna do like an exercise routine with this kind of like fitness guy on the telly, right? Yeah. Um, Mr. Motivator, we've got you know m- so much of that nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the 60s, it wasn't a huge thing, but it, and because it kind of wasn't, it wasn't. There was a bit of a trend starting. Um, there Personal was, fitness. Yeah, there was the first uh, radio fitness show in the, oh. I think it was late 50s. Okay. Um and I've got, forgotten her name now. I actually know this name. Oh, damn it. That's annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, so you had like things like that. You had television sort of shows where they were trying to sort of encourage a bit more activity. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like sort of 15, 16 years after the war. So like people are still trying, yeah. just getting back to normality as such. Um, but no, it, weirdly, the one thing I noticed about this little sort of Mr. Motivator style show is he was a TV DJ Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love that. I was like, in the <laughs> 60s, they were already, and the base of the, the Jetsons is based in the future, um, they have yeah. flying saucers and things like that. I just love the fact that they were sort of predicting 3D TV was the future. Well, like three 3D cinema was something that was very 50s based. Like a lot of uh, cinema um, cinemas wanted to get more people bums on and seats. And this is the old red and blue yeah. filtered sort of 
cardboard glasses thing, exactly. isn't it? It's just a way for getting people into the cinema. So they, they had lots of films, lots of horror films especially, where that was one of the big, big selling points, 3D. And then after about the... Um, mid 80s 3D dropped away until very very recently and now everything's released in 3D again because it's a higher price point um, but if you notice everything that is in this episode um, is the future um, from a 50s point of view even though this was made in the 60s it's yep. the future from a 50s kind of perspective so you have the the whole like uh, 50s idea of what a family should be a family unit yeah. mother, father, daughter Son. See now, I, I I picked up a lot of that, right? And and I kind of I do agree. But here's the, here's the clever thing with this show, and I, this is what blew my mind when I was watching it. Yeah, was this whole mixture of as you say, 3D TV was you know that kind of old idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great to watch it now in 2018 with yeah. this whole 3D world that we've now got. Yeah. Um, they were making breakfast, so Jane was making breakfast for Elroy, and then does so for George as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's essentially just a machine with buttons on it. And I can't help but yeah. think, like, that's like today's modern coffee machines that you see, yeah, like yeah, petrol yeah. stations and things like that. You, mm-hmm. you push, well, because you, you want a latte, cappuccino? What do you want? I'll have a latte, I think. Yeah. Medium small, I'll have, a, I'll have a medium one. Uh, do you want, like, a flavour in there? You push that button, yeah. Do you want milk? Yeah, and sugar. And, you know what I mean? It's like, actually, in the 60s, they're already, already sort of envisaging... Yeah. ..this sort of automatic world. And it was a really funny comment... Um, automatic world, I like that. It was, there's a name for a song there, probably. Yeah. Um, there was a phrase, and um, I can't remember who says it in there. I think it might have been George referring to when um, Jane used to cook. And he goes, I, I preferred it when you used to cook stuff by hand or something like that, like the good old days. And, and it's this sort of... That was, yeah, that was George. George, George yeah. said that... Um uh, no, maybe it was it George. Yeah, where she and she said it's not my fault. It's the it's the machines' fault. Um, yeah, and she blames the machines, and it and it's this whole sort of actually in 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 this year in 2018. Yeah, we've got all this very much convenience, and yeah. we eat out a lot now. We've got fast food on on the on the go. You know, we yeah. can literally order it from our phones right here. We could have a pizza here yeah. before we've even finished this podcast. Okay, plan, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> But this is 1962, yeah, and they're already predicting that kind of stuff. But this, this is this that kind of part, and some of the other parts got what was a little bit uncomfortable because it was obviously the 50s, stroke early 60s idea of what a woman should do. Woman should be at home, yep. uh, should be cooking, and yep. if she doesn't, then she's a failure. And he gets quite like miffed, miffed that she isn't cooking as well as she should do. And I was just thinking, George, do it yourself, mate. I know, <laughs> I know, you're, I know you're at work. But all you're doing is pushing buttons. She was at home doing everything. Yeah, because he comes home after the work and says, oh, I had to push, the, I had to turn it on and off five times today. Yeah, but ta- are, like that. But, but again, yeah, yeah, again, that's a great reflection of the world we live in today. Yeah, where like you know, think about all the manual labour jobs that you used to have in the fifties and sixties. You yeah. know, people had to go and do proper graft, 12, 15 hour days in longer. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the you know, and, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that people, you know, stood up for rights of workers, and, and we got unions, and we got, yeah. you know, sick pay and, and, and breaks during the day. It's, it's, we've we've progressed, mm-hmm. but it's this whole attitude of like, you know, oh, life's too is too much hard work. It's too much like hard work yeah. to make yourself your own dinner. You know, so I'll yeah. just order it on an app, and you know, tell you what though, I get a man to deliver it on a bike. When I was watching it, I was thinking, I I'm not sure the marriage is going to last. And I'll tell you why. I was reading between the lines. So if you think about it, George goes to work every day. Yeah. The son and daughter goes off to school, do whatever they do. Yeah. Who's left home? Jane. Jane's left her home, right? What's she got to do? Whatever she wants. What, 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 tidy what? the house. Right, tidy the house. Okay. 
What, what she's, she's what they're sort of in, just trying to suggest that she's doing. Yeah, and, and what, what... But she lives in the future. She lives in a space house, okay. like, floating in the sky, so, self-cleaning. Exactly, so exactly. So what is she doing? And Rose, and this whole episode about Rosie the Robot's well, coming up, and she's going to basically replace Jane. So there is absolutely nothing. Jane is useless from this point on. And I'm wondering if in future episodes of Jetsons, I can't remember, what does Jane do? Why doesn't she go out and get a job? I don't know. I don't know if she does go out and get a job. Exactly. I don't know if she she's does. At, she's at home watching Rosie do all the work. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've said all this about them, about the actual, the humans in this, but the yeah. whole thing, I mean, the episode's called Rosie the Robot. This is yeah. um, the fifth character, the fifth member, really, of the family. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's right in episode one. And I think that's a really strong thing. We've said this about introducing new characters in that first episode so that you feel like you're on a journey with someone. Yeah. And a weird, in a weird way, you are on this journey with Rosie. This yeah. sort of... Um, kind of retired robot maid mm-hmm. uh, that Jane goes to buy because she can't cope or something. I don't or, understand. No, All I, she does is stand there and watch Rosie clean. It's just like, yeah, I'm not entirely Hi, Jane, sure. Are you having a hard day, mate? Just what's going on? And, I hope in future episodes she starts writing a book or she goes out and gets her own kind of like a job. career. I don't know, she might have a job. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm worried for this marriage. It's it's the, the <laughs> dynamic is all off, but. What has happened is you've become slightly concerned for something yeah. that you've got even the slightest emotional connection with. Yeah, so you're totally. intrigued and you want to know, yeah. so you need to see more. Oh, yeah. Which is another very, very say, yeah. strong thing, you know, a feature of any pilot episode. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many little great moments of humour in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of which is the um, ejector bed. Yeah. Like that, I, I can definitely turn a dial and say I can think husband. of at least a dozen people right now who would love an ejector bed yeah. to get them out in the morning. Um, the roast chicken egg that, that was that weird. gag was funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gag was funny, that was proper observation level funny to me <laughs> because it's quite amazing. Like, you know, when you think about trying to make a soft boiled egg or, or a hard boiled egg at home, if you're doing dippy egg and soldiers and things like that, yeah, yeah, um, I've just basically given someone the idea to go and make dippy head and soldiers today so yeah sorry not sorry um but i like the fact that overcooking a sort of soft boiled egg or hard boiled egg if you cook it long enough will it basically make a roast chicken yeah. I, I, it's so clever it's so clever makes no sense but yeah it makes no sense yeah but it is very very it clever as very well comical um did you notice judy turning to the camera and basically talking to you a little way in she's sort of thinking out loud she's sort of kind of monologuing a little out loud yeah. but she actually looks she? sort okay. of straight at the script screen is an animating but you know what I mean she I kind of she, looks straight at you and she does monologues every now and again but I think they all kind of sometimes just talk to themselves and go oh the things I put up with um, which is kind of like a you know I Love Lucy that show yes. and like Lucy used to kind of like do that and just talk to herself yeah um, I mean there's, there's sort of thinking out loud I get that but I think it, it was for me it almost felt like she turned to me she did the pug wall and just Broke, broke fourth wall. Broke the fourth pug wall, yeah. Yeah. Which Very is good. what, yeah, Very that's good. what I want to call it from now on. It's, I think we should all call breaking it the Breaking the Fourth Pug Wall. Uh, <laughs> go back and have a listen to the episode with Pug Wall in it. It's, it's quite something. Take nine. Indeed, remembered. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I like the phrase uh, slide walks. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Because uh, they have like basically uh, travel agents. Portable, yes, yeah, like, sidewalks. Like they yeah. have in airports. Um, yeah. And so people don't walk as well. Yeah, this yeah. is the other thing that no one's fat in this program. No. Not even Mr. Spacely, really. He's yeah. a bit short and dumpy, like Danny DeVito sort of. Very character. DeVito, yeah. Um, Rosa doesn't let him forget that as well. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if um, there's any sort of. 
I don't know, suggestion that of, of, of whether he's based on a particular character actor, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying Danny's video because he probably wouldn't have been... He wouldn't have been around. He'd be quite young in yeah, the 60s yeah. when it was written. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Like, there's all these little turns of phrases that are very clever. And I think we could use those today, yeah. like slidewalks. Definitely. Yet they were calling their, their cars, I call them, yeah. saucers. Yeah, but also, yeah, his compact saucer because he gets a bad back because he's arched over because it's a it's quite a sort of short yeah. flying vehicle and, it's like, and he's stuck in traffic as well. He's got the, yeah. the sort of the dynamic of this rush hour thing as well. Again, I was a bit concerned because those flying saucers were very close to each other. Like it, an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, in the sky. Uh, but also, like some of the, some of the things from this, uh, some of the, the elements you obviously seen things like Futurama, like the new, the yep. like the pneumatic tube that transfers people all around the city. Yeah, because Elroy gets sent off to school in one, doesn't he? Yeah, and because like the mechanics aren't working in the house, which is another thing. What in the opening credits? Yeah, they're all in the car yep. saucer. Mm-hmm. And Elroy is zooped up in this sort of like, you know, little glass bubble thing and then dropped yeah. out the bottom of the car and dropped off at school. But yeah. when he's at home in the episode, he yeah. jumps in the tube and he gets sent to school from that way. But it's just, just like like you might be able to go to, to work via car, via train, via, you know, sometimes you just want to Why mix would it you up. get in the car if you've got a tube in your front room that will transport you directly there? Family time. Family time. No, yeah. you're, 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 no, you're not selling it. But also, because like the new match doesn't always work, as you've seen this episode. Oh yeah, when that's he, very true. When he was trying to get home, and another kid popped up. In fact, some French kid. Yeah, but he looked the same as Elroy, just with different haircut. Um, and um, and they had, he had um, Jane had to press the eject button, which sends him back to <laughs> Europe or something. Because yeah, I like how they played up all the the fact that they can go anywhere in the world instantly, basically. Yep. So Judy was going to. Uh, some South American country or something for, and um, yes. Elroy was going to um, Siberia. Siberia, yeah, for a field trip. Yeah, uh, and because awesome. Jane turns and says to him, "Don't start fights with the little Russian boys." <laughs> yeah. And again, like you know, especially in actually, if you're looking at the news in the last couple of weeks, yeah, you know, that's been it's a good a advice. Hot, yeah, that's been a hot topic right now. Good advice. Um, Don't start fights with little, little Russian, Russian boys. boys. Yeah. Advice from the podcast for you. <laughs> uh, um, there, there's lots to it. This there's, there's a lot to the Jetsons, and I, you know, referring back to the date again, 1962. I remember watching this as a kid, like you know, as a, as a little one. Yeah. Um, and to me, it it felt new and fresh. Yeah, because it was futuristic, but it's like retro futuristic. Yeah. yeah, it's like Happy Days sort of retro. Yeah, yeah. With Futurama, futurism. You know, if yeah, that makes sense, yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. You know, I watched it in sort of, I guess, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And to me, it felt like a brand new thing. And yeah, yeah actually, at that point, it was 20 plus years old. See, this is what I was going to talk about. Um, you just reminded me. So do you remember we talked about the in uh, on the Happy Days episode that there was a Happy Days cartoon yep. which had a, a green... Little f- green dude. Green alien. S- silver space suit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's in this as well, right? So, yes, he is. He's in this and... Uh, like in that later episodes, yeah. Yeah, and he's also in the next show we're going to do as well. He's in load. He's, he's in everything. He is, because it's Hanna-Barbera, isn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's very well noted. Yeah. He's so, not in the pilot episode, admittedly. Not he's not in the pilot episode, so these, but, but, you know, good, that's, that's yeah. a good point. I'd, I'd love to do a podcast just about that, that guy. Like, what's his it's story? It's just a show to be done about him right yeah. there. Well, apparently there was a run of comics. Um, Hanna Barbera universe. We said it. Yeah, we said yeah. It before. Oh, we should do a Hanna Barbera podcast. 
imagine how good that would be. Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound. Was Johnny Bravo Hanna-Barbera? Oh, no, I don't no, think so. These are all the old school Can we put ones. Johnny Bravo on the list? Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Oh, I love Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good shout. Do the monkey with me! <laughs> I love Johnny Bravo. He's always singing on this podcast, isn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's um, um, the, the, one of the other good, great things I love about this show is um, just how... Well, you can see from how influential it is, it has so many other kind of shows that copy it. So you've yes. got um, parts of The Simpsons, yep. Futurama, Family Guy. Um, anytime a show goes into the future, um, then, you know, it kind of parodies the Jetsons. And I think there's a, a list here of, of shows that have kind of p- pay tribute to it. So um, you have got uh, Animaniacs. Uh, what a show. Yeah. On the down, list. Yes, to put on the list. Animaniacs uh, parodied it, parodied it. Uh, the Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Family Guy, Clarence, and Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. Wow, make I haven't our watched dreams that in a long true. time. And um, it's coming back as well. Is it? With an amazing voice cast. Um, oh, just dude, like loads sweet. of stars. Um, oh, I'd love, to, I'd love to be a voice on... on uh, <sighs> Just tell me, tell me about it. If anyone out I'd there... Probably, I'd probably do it for free. I would do it for free. If there are any animators out there... Actually, my mate, my mate made an animated movie, and I'm like, dude, yeah, stick me in it, mate. <laughs> um, he tried to get vanilla rice, actually, um, for one part. Anyway, um, side story there. Yeah, side story. Um, yeah, I can't see who the, who's going to voice the new Muppet Babies, but that's uh, besides the point. But it, lo- it, gives, it goes to show that you know this really set a new sort of precedent. And actually, you know, we say that this uh, this show and the one we're about to do in a second, both Hanna Barbera, yeah. both si- early sixties. Um, and cleverly, both set in two very different times. Yeah. Having been written at the same time in the very early 60s, they both yeah. went in two very different directions. The one went to the opposite. future and one went to the past. Yeah. Um, and they, so, that, so in a way, they covered all the bases mm-hmm. of that f- 50s lifestyle. Yeah. 50s going to 60s lifestyle, but looking at it from two... In in two different time zones, in exactly. that sort of you know prehistoric time and this futuristic time as well. Well, I'm I'd love to know when they were setting this, like when they were writing this, Hanna Barbera. I wonder what year they were going. Right, we need to we need to kind of in our heads have an idea well, what I think year we're looking at. I don't. Th- I think they just counted it as the space age, which is just any time in the future that's not now, just the space age where we're floating around. Because this space. is pre this is pre moon landing. Yeah, just sixty two. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot of talk about getting to the moon and going yep. to space and things. So, you know, yeah, I guess it's... Star kind of, Trek was the thing, though, and there was, yeah. there was um, obviously... Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who and other sci-fi shows were out there, quite popular. Um, in the 50s, there were tons of space films and... Well, Twilight Zone's a Twilight good Zone was just, weird yeah. and wonderful. Um, so, I mean, and um, there's a film called Forbidden Planet, which the shops are named after. Uh, that was quite big as well, and um, this has some of the elements. There was Lost in Space, which was a, was the 60s TV show about a, uh, a family. Was Blanc? That was the, the film remake, but in the 60s, it was a TV show, uh, originally black and white, about a family in space, and this is very much like that. So I don't okay. know how much that had to do with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's... I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. A couple of fun. quick ties, just because we're going to go into our next show, and there's some links between the links. two shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the obvious one is that they're both made by Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Um, the other one is the voice of Rosie, uh, Jean Vander Pyle Pil. I'm not sure how you pronounce the surname. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's very important name to remember because uh, there's a voice as well in the next show we do. Let me see. That. It is. Don't question me, mate. I've already looked she, it up. Oh, she died April the tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Jean Van Pyle. Pyle, Pyle, I'm not sure. Yeah. P-Y-L is the surname. Uh, and uh, Mel Blanc is the voice of oh, Mr. Spacely. Of everything. He's the uh, voice of everything. Well, he is, yeah. yes. Yeah, but he's, um, you know, the voice of Mr. Spacely in and this. And one of the main characters in the in, next in one. In the next show, which I guess nicely takes us on to your show. And that was... That show is Sex in the City. No, it's not. Oh, it's not this week. Right, okay. It's the Flintstones. <laughs> It's Rob Jelly, he's a jolly, jolly, jolly bloke. <laughs> you didn't think there were three, did you? Just like, no, I oh, didn't. Just dive right in there and just thought, oh, just, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. After that first verse, I was stuck. But this is uh, the Flintstones, so we don't need, you don't need me to tell you what the Flintstones is about. Everybody no. knows the Flintstones, one of the most popular cartoons of all time yep. um, the great thing about this particular cartoon it wasn't directly aimed at kids it was actually aimed at adults which was one of the first times that the um, an animated show was kind of written for adults and it was just a byproduct that kids liked it too um, it was like peak time showing and uh, this is how they did that was they got the writers from big sitcoms at the time including the honeymooners which is basically what the flintstones is based on and uh and other kind of comedians at the time and so all of these jokes are very like adult jokes um obviously there's a lot of slapstick and to me this is just pure genius um it is great but can i pull you up straight away yeah 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 yeah. um you singing that theme tune with my name in it yeah uh doesn't actually appear in this episode it only comes in the third season is it third season? Third I season. didn't look it up when it was. But I am right in some ways because uh, by the time that we saw it, when we were kids, they'd oh, retro very much. They ret- retrofitted it, and from I think from the eighties onwards, um, it was all um, that the, the theme song we know and love. But in this pilot episode, and we've seen it on, on Daily Motion, yeah, we saw it in its purest form with the original theme song, which is just it's bonkers. not too different. I mean, it's not. There's no words. No it's words. It's just an orchestral kind of. Kind, kind of, of big nice bands, yeah. kind of almost sort of um, game, not a game show, like talk show sort yeah, of. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got that kind of very much that big band sort of feel to yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. it's very cool, uh-huh. but it's not memorable. Not no. the way that you know. But yeah, but the first thing is you don't get that. That's available for ringtone, by the way. You don't get the the bird pulling its tail and which just well, ma. Um, so yeah, so you get the um, original theme song. That was what we saw um, on the pilot episode, which doesn't because it, the, the theme song we know and love that yeah. sets you right up. That puts you right in the mood yep. for something fantastic. And that's kind of like it kind of calms you down. It's like this is good, um, and it throws you right into the episode. Throws you right into uh, Barney and Fred in but practicing again, bowling. Yeah, that's true. But again, yeah. with the, like the Jetsons, yeah, the opening credit shall we say the yeah. opening sort of scene is very much this sort of Fred making his way through town from work like to home Simpsons. like the Simpsons yeah. I mean almost like unbelievably yeah, yeah. exactly the same you know yeah. he's there at work and you know yeah, as you say it develops into this whole thing where he pulls the tail of the bird and it's the bird on the quarry goes off and they all know it's home time mm-hmm. so he jumps in the motor off he goes um, goes to the tailors drops, goes, yeah, drops the, goes to the tailors uh, runs up the um <clears throat> 
excuse me, the spines of a dinosaur into the upstairs tailors, grabbed his, grabbed his suit, jacket, whatever it is, back down into the car. And that reminded me of you saying that when were stairs invented or who invented stairs? Didn't need it back in those days because you could go up dinosaurs. Yeah, just climb up the back of a friendly dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, pick up the paper. Uh, and the, then, the daily slate, because it's a, a, yes, a slate of yeah. rock. Yeah. Uh, and the way he um, speeds into the garage and yeah. crashes into the back of it, mm-hmm. very much like the Simpsons. Can I pull you up on something? Go on then. Well, not you, but just the show in general. So he was picking up that paper, right? Yes. But then in the actual episode, he gets it delivered. M- make your mind up for Well, instance. no, yeah, well, this was a work day, remember? In the opening title sequence, it's a work day. This on, was a in, Sunday, it's paper, a Sunday paper. And delivered once a week. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, I'll let that one slide. Yeah. Got out that one, didn't I? I'll let that one slide, Walk. Um, <laughs> hey, see what he did there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's brilliant. I love the Flintstones a yeah. lot. Uh, you, you, the whole premise of it is it's the it's the prehistoric era. Yeah. You've got a fam. Well, you've actually got a couple. That's more to the point. At the start, yeah. right at the pilot episode, you've got a couple in Fred and Wilma Flintstone. Now, voiced by Gene Vanderpile, which is what we just said about yeah, Rose uh, of the Rosie. Robot. So Rosie is Wilma, and Alan Reed is the voice of Fred Flintstone. Yeah, um, classic, classic voice actor. Do I say this now or do I save it? Now I'll save it for a minute. Okay. Is it? <clears throat> you right there? You, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clearing my throat. Yeah, running yeah. out of words. <laughs> um, there's a. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. Do you, are you going to like cause an issue with the kind of like gender dynamics again? Like where a woman should be firmly in the home, look waiting for the husband to come home, and her day only starts when he kind of. Yeah, gets I mean in. there is that. I mean, again, you can tell the era that it was written in. Yeah, like we were saying with the Jetsons, that whole sort of family dynamics. But as I say, there's no family as such involved in this. Not at yet, the start because, because Pebbles doesn't come in until series three. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the the the. Children that we know of as Pebbles, in, as the Flint, Pebbles Flintstone, and, and Bam Bam, and Bam, Bam Rubble. Um, you know what I didn't realise actually when yep. uh, watching this was at first that they were neighbours. See, I thought they were just workmates, Barney and Fred. You, you've, how did you not know that? Of course, they're neighbours because yeah, it's no, like no, 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 no. But I, well, yes, I know exactly. It's very again another rip off of the, where this has come from. But yeah, which is a rip off of the honeymooners, which happens in the honeymooners. Yeah. But I, I never realised they were actually next door neighbours as well as work colleagues. So yeah. I don't know that that was that was, that sort of threw me a little bit. And, um, the di- and also, like the friendship is a bit different than how I remember. Yeah, they hate each other. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's the hate each other. I think Fred looks down on Barney a lot. Yeah, like literally, and sort of he he's very much Barney seems to be. Yeah. Well, at times seems to be the brains of the operation, and other times not. Yeah, he sort of opens his mouth when he shouldn't do. Yeah, so he's, he doesn't always know when to just zip it. But he's also making a helicopter. The first, yeah. Ever so he's like the academic in- intelligence, and the sort of life intelligence is Fred. Yeah, and there's a very strange, but actually well, Fred, just right dynamic between the yeah. two of them. Well, Fred kind of like it almost like a Lauren and Hardy situation as well, because like Fred kind of bullies him. And like smacks yeah. him on the head quite a lot, and and Barney's like, "What have I done now?" And it's like, "You've booked the opera tickets at the same time of our bowling match." Um, yeah, but yeah, but Barney has invented the helicopter. He's also invented the helicopter, and Fred's and and Fred instantly sees money, so he's like, um, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." We'll I'll, call this the Flintstone Flyer, the Flintstone, which is the name of the episode, the Flintstone Flyer. And Barney was like, "Well, I thought I'd call it the Barney Copter," 
And it's like, no, 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 no. You, well, let me sort it's this out. It's pretty good, but yeah. yeah, I think we'll go with the Flintstone flyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just a good episode. And like, I didn't realize these episodes were so long. It's like the length of a normal sitcom. It's a 25, 25 minutes, and that's sixties like animation. Yeah, I mean, you can tell it in certain little moments when he chases him across the garden. You yeah. see the same background coming around yeah. quite quickly. But Mr. Simpsons obviously takes the the, the yeah, pee out. But but then. That, that's that's. I mean, it's not important. Like, it's not. No. A, it's not an important part of the of the show or the episode or the story that you need to have this incredible background. It's about the characters. It is about Fred yeah. and about Wilma yeah. and about Barney and about Betty. Yeah, and the way that the four of them sort of work. And I f- but I feel I feel like the problem with this show in today's day and age is it. It's almost like the women are only there to nag. The women are only there to be a obstacle in men's ways. There's no equal relationship here. It's just always the men, 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 they do what they want and the, just the silly woman get in the way and obstruct them from having fun. Like they, all they want to do is go bowling, but oh God, now they have to go and see go the some opera. opera. Yeah, but then the opera wasn't necessarily there for That was Barney's fault having bought the tickets because again, he didn't use his brain and yeah. think, oh, it's bowling night. But I didn't realise it was like this. I didn't... I thought Wilma, maybe this because this is the pilot episode, I thought Wilma and Betty were more an equal part of the show, not just the kind of, the nags that just appear just to kind of like be the antagonist probably, of the episode. I think they probably become yeah. equal parts, but yeah, they just don't seem to be in this pilot episode at least yeah. anyway. But can we just come, come on to the, the thing that sets this apart from other kind of cartoons? Yep. Is the fact that um, it, even though it's set in the Stone Age, it uses 20th century technology but with animals instead. So you've got a record player with yeah. um, instead of a needle, you have a bird's beak. You have instead of a uh, dishwasher, you have what is it like a dinosaur licks like a plate a or something like a, like a mammoth, a mammoth thing mammoth? As well, yeah. sort of creature. If you can yeah. picture that exactly, and obviously uh, um, a warthog got, underneath the things like a food um, a food disposal unit. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, what's they call it? The the thingy oh, food disposal waste compactor. Yeah, yeah, like a waste compactor type thing. Yeah. I thought I thought food disposal unit would probably be the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what you. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. But I just didn't. It wasn't a thing in my head. Shut up. Move on. But then you also got a car, and obviously cars went around in Stone Age times. Yeah. Uh, but the car phone. is powered by their feet. What's what's the phone again? Oh, it's just uh, it was an old rotary phone in the bowling alley, wasn't that's, it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And everything is kind of powered by um, animals and things like that. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a very clever adaptation. Like, like you say, like you know, if you look at the two, if you actually take both these shows and compare them side by side, which is what we've done. Yeah, it's great to see like both of them have got televisions. Yeah. So yep, despite yep. the fact that the Jetsons, let's say the Jetsons is set a hundred years in the future from today, yep, so yep. twenty one eighteen, mm-hmm. right? And then the Flintstones is set prehistoric times when dinosaurs were around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've both got televisions. Exactly. They've uh, both got an cars to an extent. Yeah, both got cars. Yeah, both, yeah, both got aerials, which is very interesting considering the analogue uh, sort of broadcasting is now basically yeah. on the go, so it's all going to be digital. Um, pets as well. Now, I know that the Jetsons don't have them in this episode, but they only have a dog eventually. Yeah, I feel like they do, yeah. So, you know, again, pets have been... Pets are very much a part of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they're in both shows as well. Um, well, thing is, is entertainment it, is very much a thing in both of them. Yeah. You know, they, go, they go to the opera. Yeah. They've got, you know, an orchestra playing and an opera singer. And, and I like, oh, by the way, right, so they, sorry, this is just, I've got a couple of gripes with this. Okay, yeah. Right. The first one is that Fred and Barney work in the quarry. Yeah. Which we all, which we all know mm-hmm. doesn't pay particularly well. They're not exactly super well off. Yeah, they're right? working. We're agreed that yeah. we're sort of 
they're fairly sort of middle, run-of-the-mill sort of yeah, workers yeah. for this era and whatever, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. How have Wilma, Betty, Barney and Fred as well, I guess, as well, Yeah. got tickets for a box, a private box at the opera? Do you know how expensive it is to get a box at the theatre? Yeah. It's quite pricey. But may- maybe back in the Stone Age it was it was a bit cheaper. And you would have thought, being the Stone Age, you would have gone to a rock concert. Well, exactly. Exactly. I see what you did see there. see what you did there. I see yeah, what you did there. Yeah, very much so. Maybe um, the Rolling Stones. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of others, but <laughs> yeah, my brain too. can't That's rise fast can't. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got tickets for the opera. Well, I, I couldn't tell you what this is. So, like, this is the kind of 50s... Well, obviously, this is made in the 60s, but it's kind of based on the 50s. Post-war time when people started getting a bit more like play money yeah um so that this, you've got you've come off ra- rationing um you're starting to get a little bit more money in your pocket um and you can do the things you want and what people want to do the most is kind of to better themselves and Wilma's at home all day doing f all um <laughs> she's not doing anything like the, every, <laughs> a bit like jane um she's not she's at home just doing nothing um shopping and stuff as you see in, le- in later episodes um so she wants to kind of better herself and better her family doing the right thing getting a bit of culture into fred and and, and her life um but you know yeah. how they're both the driving force behind the men actually if you look at jane right she sort of pushes george to go and get a promotion so they can afford to live right, a little bit more comfortably yeah. and wilma all right, there's a trust issue there, but then she she knows full well what he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and she worries about him. Mm-hmm. And you know, despite you know whether whether there's a, the trust issue as well, but th- there is a worry. Like you know, she generally cares about him. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. And, like, and when yeah. he comes in from work at the start, I think doesn't he take the tray of food and drink off her hand? You yeah. know, and and then she's like, oh. And then he comes back and gives her a kiss, and she's like, oh yeah, there's a, there we go. That's yeah, what that's nice. So she's sort nice. of in charge. Yeah. She's kind of in charge. Just in a very subtle way. I just think she didn't have a lot to do in this episode. No, she didn't have um, a lot to do. And I remember her having more stuff to do in later episodes. But again, it's the time this was made. Yeah. Um, and also, f- f- 50s values, it was like the woman stayed at home and just was, a, no, was a homemaker. Interesting. There's no new character in this. Um, you're sort of just kind of introduced to their world and you've got the four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You don't really meet anyone else in the episode at all. So you're very much just getting to know the Flintstones and the Rubbles, yep. and they're, how their sort of four-way dynamic works. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of other references, and I think they're cultural references and certainly of the time. Oh, what's that? Um, when they go to the bowling alley and Wilma and Betty spot them, yeah. uh, they disguise themselves using the, brussel- the bristles of the broom, yeah. uh, and they put on German accents. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, totally inappropriate, <laughs> yeah. but hilarious at the same time. It's Anything like- at the Germans' expenses, I'm fine with. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's I, I just thought that's, that's a very clever uh little sort of yeah i don't know reference to recent history um i guess in a way which made me laugh and do you remember the year that et came out when did Uh, et the film come out 82 right so this is 20 years prior to Mm -hmm. et yeah remember right at the end when they're on the helicopter together yeah yeah, they go across the moon yeah, I couldn't yeah. help but look at it and go, oh, that's very E.T. Nice. And then yeah. my brain went, well, they can't be E.T. because this, this would have been before Loads e. before, yeah, yeah. So did mm. E.T., did Steven Spielberg nick the idea of the helicopter going across the, and turn it into... I mean, I think there's probably a few things that can reference the moon, but going across the moon, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, actually. I just kind of like the... And it's the two of them as well. And yeah. Fred's out the front like E.T. is. That's a good, that's a good call. I don't know. Just a thought. I yeah. it, it, I saw it straight away and I thought E.T. immediately. Yeah. 
Wow, interesting. Because, um, mm, yeah, okay, well, I'll have to go back and, and look at that. I didn't even think that when I watched it. Yeah, it's it. right on the telling because obviously they, they, they do get busted. Yeah. Uh, and Wilma and Betty are sat in the garden waiting for them to come down from the helicopter. And <laughs> yeah. they have to come down eventually. What goes up has to come down. That's true. Um, and Barney's starting to sort of really struggle to keep peddling and, and that's the other thing is like you know Barney's doing all the work yeah. and Fred's sat on the front um, oh and Barney's like uh, well pre- previous prior to that Barney was saying you're too heavy Fred you're too heavy you flap your arms yeah. and it actually works yeah. flapping his arms helps him take off uh, the other last thing I will say is that I um, you would have noticed it a couple of times in the episode but the most famous catchphrase from this show Yabba dabba do. Yep. Uh, six minutes and 52 seconds. Nice, nice. So I like the, you know, we've always said about having those little reference points that would come back to, yeah, or whether yeah. they're in jokes or whatever, uh, or catchphrases. Yeah. Good to get them straight in the first episode, mm-hmm. plant that seed, and then it sticks. And, you know, 60, no, 1960, even this isn't even 62, this is 1960. Yeah. Um, you know, 58 years on, we are still saying yabba dabba do. Uh, as and an exclamation. Can I bring in, at this point, um, the flagstones? Yeah, yeah, please do. So, um, even though this was the first episode of the, Flint- of the Flintstones, there was actually a 90-second demo reel released, which was essentially the real pilot episode of the Flintstones, yep. and it was called the Flagstones. Um, and it's, it's similar, yet different. Um, there's basically Fred Flintstone Jr. Fred Jr. is mm. in the, 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 the pilot. Um and it just looks a little bit shaky because there was never a proper kind of cut of it. So there's, there's lines all over it and there's like weird marks all over the kind of print of it. But um, oh, it's yeah. probably a film, film reel, isn't it? You yeah. can tell it's got like stain, tea stains all over it. Exactly. But yeah, it's not too bad. I think um, there is a different person playing Barney. Oh, well, I was going to say, there's different voices or at least unestablished voices for the characters at this point but you still have essentially Fred, Wilma, Barney and Betty. You do, yeah, you uh, do. And they sort of, you know, couples. And they look exactly the same and yeah. they, they, there's a small thing with a swimming pool. Um, yeah, again, but he's got a swimming pool. Like, what, how the heck does this all happen? Like, I guess, but you don't have to be that loaded in America to have a swimming pool. I know people with no, swimming pools in true. America who but are who loaded. But who says they're in, they're in America? They're in Bedrock. Where's Bedrock? From their accents. You can tell where they are. And the theme song. But America wasn't discovered until From the 1600s. bad rock. Well, who knows That's because ha- the B-52s are American. Yeah, but you never know what happened. In, in, maybe if this went on long enough, you'd see a comet hitting, hitting bedrock um, and then wiping out everyone, and then a bit later people turned up. Yeah, maybe. I think that's the explanation behind that. <laughs> uh, that's the end of that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, the flagstones, so that, that, that was a, a test, a kind of proof of concept yep. um, that was, they showed to the networks and it was popular, so they commissioned Did the they ever run, Do you know if they ever ran on TV, like, in a, like an ad break of some sort at all? No, it didn't, because it made its television debut on the Cartoon <laughs> Network in May 1994 and then aired again on Boomerang in November 2006. Oh, this is the Flagstones. Flagstones, thing. yeah. Okay. So it was only first ever shown on TV in 1994. Wow. Um, but that, and again, that raises a question about other stuff we talked about, especially with Avengers recently, yeah. uh, and then basically the, just binning the entire first series. Yeah. The Damn you, BBC. Pellets. Yeah. Um, someone somewhere thought we need to keep hold of this cop, a copy of this, just yeah. in case we need to go back and reference. Yeah, well, I'm probably... So someone kept something from the 1950s. Yeah. Animated reel, even at 90 seconds long. 
Well, I'm guessing because it didn't go to the network networks, mate. Oh, it didn't. It wasn't shown on TV. Maybe the creators, Hanna Barbera, had Just their own records. Their own yeah, yeah. I'm guessing they, there's records. But of then there's all better of foresight there. You know, again, as I'm saying, like that, it's that foresight of thinking. Well, we should probably keep a copy of this. Yeah, exactly. Make sure it stays safe, and you know, maybe we release it in the future if it's ever if this thing takes off. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, and obviously the, the legacy of Flintstones um, went on for years and years and years. Uh, they showed it, um, I think it got cancelled in like the late 60s, mm. um, and then they brought it... it six or seven seasons they got yeah. out of it. Yeah, and then they brought it back... Ran uh, slightly in, longer than the Jetsons. That's right. They brought it back um, for various different guises, which never really made over to the UK, but there were spin-offs with Pebbles and Bam Bam, spin-offs with every, everyone, and then they did spin-off uh, Fred and Barney doing the, going on adventures and stuff and solving crimes and things. It's all kinds of weird things. And in the 90s, there was a bunch of like TV movies, well, animated TV movies, and obviously the, the feature films starring yep. uh, John Goodman and the other people. That is the best version. And Rick Moranis as well. That, yeah, yeah, that is Barney. the best version. I watched the other version, which was the one... Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. With Kyle McLaughlin, not so good. Yeah. I mean, I did, just for me, John Goodman. Yeah, but you know who's in Viva Rock, Rock Vegas? The Alien. Yes, that's true. Yeah, this so, is, yeah, yeah. You got a point. All right, um, fair enough. But uh, yeah, it's, I think, I mean, Flintstones is the Flintstones. It's the, one of the most iconic TV shows that we've got. It's up there with The Simpsons. It is. We gave The Simpsons a really high score for being... I have one more bug bear with it. Uh-oh. Go for it. Canned laughter. Oh, yeah, but that was on purpose. So because it was like, it wanted to emulate the Honeymooners and the other 50s and 60s shows. So the, the canned laughter is obviously very, very fake. Yeah, but it added to it. It added to it. I will. I will. I will admit that it is true. Yeah, I. I didn't find it. It didn't bother me. I and just I, noted it and thought, well, this is a bit odd. It's an animation. It's not like in, it's not filmed in front of a live studio audience, is it? Yeah, and you forget about it as well. You forget about yeah. Um, it's less. It's less intrusive than the other ones we talked about, especially like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just less, and, and it goes to show that actually, all right, I'm not necessarily agreeing with the idea of canned laughter but if you do it right yeah it is okay it's acceptable and you sort of it serves a purpose yeah it's, it does serve a purpose uh, i really enjoyed this and uh i'm pretty sure i've never seen it before so i don't remember this i don't one have any recollection no, of it no, no. so uh nice to go back and watch it again yeah. and especially go and watch it alongside the jetsons exactly uh, so shall we score them yeah uh, right. this has been a great hanna-barbera special so it has Jetsons yeah. first, my hmm. show, so I'll go uh, straight in. I'm yep. going to give it a seven. Okay, that's a good score. I'm going to give it slightly less. I mean, I enjoyed it. I do kind of want to see what happens next because I like futuristic things. And, and, and um, this is basically, to the Flintstones, what Futurama is to the Simpsons. It's, it's, it's the same kind of dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I'll give it 6.5. All right, thirteen point five. That's yeah. not bad. Ooh, it's missed narrowly missed the the weird, the weird thirteen. Zone. The weird zone. The yeah. weird zone. Thirteen point five for the Jetsons. Does that the, share a, a pigeonhole tell, with? I'll tell you in a second. I'll find the lead table and let you know where it sits. Okay. Um, but go on, Flintstones. Uh, so for the Flintstones, um, even though I don't think this episode was very very strong. Um, it's obviously iconic and it's very influential and the characters are just so timeless Um, it's clever 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 imagine watching this first episode in the 60s you would have been blown away yeah I'm going to give it 7.5 okay Um, I'd like to give it more because it's the Flintstones yeah but it didn't actually make me want to watch 
on that much. No, that's fair enough indeed. I am actually going to match you and say 7.5 as well. Ooh, so 15. that's 15. Big that's, one, all, five. that's a weird zone as well, by the way. So the weird zone is from 13 to 15, it was yeah, 13, so 14, 15. The Flintstones uh, going in at 15 sits alongside the likes of Cheers, Knowing Me, Knowing You, The Exorcist, Morecambe, Mindy, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, and down at 13.5. Actually, 13.5 is sitting just alongside one show and one show only. The one show? No. No, okay. we haven't done that. Uh, <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, the 13 mark is like the office, US version, Twin Peaks house, nice. Only Falls, that sort of thing. So. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that's cool. Oh, I wouldn't do. I wish to do California. Is California Dreams down? We're just talking about um, Saved um, by the Bell. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> it is now on the list. Plus, you love California Dreams. Maybe <laughs> we should just wrap up and say that next week we need to do two more shows to continue this quest. Okay. So, um, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for something. I quite like revisiting child stuff. It, it kind of makes me happy looking at stuff that happy, I used to be into. Happy to do some more of it. So. This might be a little bit different than the shows we used to because it's more educational than anything else. Right. But I do think I've ever seen it, but I'm desperate to see it, in fact. Um, I want to see the pilot episode mm. of Sesame Street. Oh, very nice. I have no idea what's going to go on with it. I have no idea how good it is, but you know what? It's an important, important show. What on earth could you put up against well, Sesame there, Street? There is a very obvious one I can go for straight away. And yeah. I- I don't know if I'd do it or not. I want to say the Muppets, but oh, but yeah, I've also got Rainbow in mind, which is basically the the British Sesame Street, really. So do I? Oh, the Muppets would be good. I feel like we should. I feel like we should save the Muppets. Maybe do. Because Let's do Rainbow. Let's Sesame Street against Rainbow. Yeah. And put Muppets on the list okay. for another day. So I'm sure if we Google Rainbow, it'll just say rip off of Sesame Street. <laughs> well, I was thinking it's probably going to come up with a band, Rainbow. It, it might do. Or an actual Rainbow. Or just pictures of rainbows. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's do Sesame Street against Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere have these two worlds collided before. We're only here oh, on the Pilot Podcast. This is, it's going to be a very surreal one. If you want to watch them ahead of next week, you're yeah. welcome to. Tweet us your thoughts. That's fine. Yeah. Um, if you want to agree or disagree with what we've said so far on this week's episode, again, also not a problem. We're I feel like Twitter. we might need a shandy for, for that episode. Yeah, on Twitter, <laughs> we are... Uh, oh, well, I'm at the Jellyman. So t h double Jellyman. And Jed Shepard. I'm on Twitter, and I'm at Jed Shepard, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Uh, so we'll be back next week with Sesame Street and Rainbow. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's do it. Heaven knows what's going to happen next week. That just leads me to say. What, 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 what do I say? Goodbye, Alfida Sane, or uh, see you later, Alligator, whichever you prefer. I was going to say see you later, Smokeheads, which is kind of what I say at the end of Smokeheads, but. See- Wrong podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Wrong podcast. See you later, Alligator. In a while, Crocodile. Absolute amateur. <laughs>